Live from downtown Boogertown, it's Three Hillbillies on a Couch with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. All righty, welcome to another episode of Three Hillbillies on a Couch. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. And that make me begging. Yep, and we are three of the hillbillies in the holler. If you haven't already, please follow the holler. Go to anywhere on social media and look for hillbillies in the holler, and you'll find all three of us there doing our thing. And uh, that's comedy mostly, I guess. A little bit of education. Uh, I teach you what to do and what to say, and Biggest, Biggest teaches you what not to do and, and what, what not, not to, to say. say. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and I just go around apologizing for everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, Bubba's main job in life is... Uh, Cleaning up your mess. Yeah, I'm. if y'all ain't figured it out by this episode, I'm not good unsupervised. Uh, <laughs> I need constant supervision. In fact, a few times the government has offered to do that supervision for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on vacation. Uh, yeah. We need a break. He's yeah. on vacation. <laughs> so, that's uh, that's my job is the supervision. <laughs> Man spent more time in handcuffs than Houdini. <laughs> Yeah, some people break out in a rash. You yeah, break, I out. break out in handcuffs every time I get around the police. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> well, you know, I had my life started that direction. I just got over it before I got out of elementary school. But I used to be in the principal's office getting my backside paddles off, and she'd ask me if I had she had any phone messages before she started. <laughs> my banner year, I got fifty four paddles. Woo! My banner year, that's a fact of my hand up, son. True story. Matter of fact, that's we a had fact a, with your hind end up as well. <laughs> two feet off the ground. That's back when you could paddle a kid. And we turned out all right. Well, maybe that's not a good example. Hey, <laughs> no, seriously, this is a fact in my hand. Uh, well, I had a teacher, Mr. Rogers. He taught for over 50 years. He taught my mama, my aunt, and my brother, and me. Now, 50 years of teaching, that's a lot of kids. And back then, you could paddle. Well, he passed away. Bless his heart. He passed away a few years ago. And his family went through his belongings. And I was performing down there at one of these theaters. And uh, they came back to that dressing room I was in they said they said boo boo you you've got people from your the holler your hometown so I, I went up there and said howdy and he's, he's a Rogers family and I said oh I'm so sorry to hear about Mr. Rogers and they said well we went through his belongings and we found his paddle and they brought it and they said and of all the kids that they, he's paddled growing they said you've got more DNA on it than anybody we want you to have it <laughs> and so, after after he flinched a bit just looking at the, his old friend Oh, boo boo! Did you take it? Would you, would oh, you? I got it. It's in the back seat of my car. Oh, that's now funny. listen. Here's what's funny. I, I've been looking at it a few days, and and on the bottom of it, burned into the wood, is is the company that made that paddle years ago, and it's probably older than three of us put together. But it's called Paddle Tramps, Lubbock, Texas. Burned into the wood. I'll be dang. <laughs> now think about that. Paddle tramps, love it. They're proud of this now. They're gonna yeah. burn it into the wood because they might yeah. get future business from somebody else. 
But, you know, uh, you know, principal, that kid you paddled last week sure has straightened up. What brand of paddle are you using? That's old paddle tramps down there in Lubbock, Texas. Give them boys Have they got a catalog? Uh, they got a website and everything. This one right here is called the Whistling Meanie. It's got 27 holes drilled in it to decrease the air pressure. Oh, Coach Clifton had one of Oh, Lord of mercy. Oh, it, they, they made it down there in egg. Yeah. And he drilled all the holes in it. Shock. Good. We called it shock. Decrease oh, the air tension. Man. Son. You had to reach over and grab that desk. He yeah. would light you up. He'd light you up. Sitting it? down. Hardest paddling I ever got, and I've had a bunch of them. I mean, there wasn't no, this ain't no new rear end. You quit counting after 54. Yeah, I mean, it was callous. It was callous. Yeah, yeah. uh, Mine too. I could do them. You know, I could handle it. I'd look back at them like, whatever. And go back doing what I was doing. Coach Clifton never got out to cheer. He'd sit there, and you had to grab a day from him and slap, and your eyes would cross, your toenails would curl up. It was rough. <laughs> rough. He was professional at it. He had one of those uh, paddle tramps from Lubbock, Texas. I don't know if it was a paddle tramp. No, I think tramp. they made it. He said they made it in the wood shop there, too. Oh, the coat shop, yeah. yeah. Hey, think about this. The cowboys down there in Lubbock, Texas. That's what I picture in my mind. They're drinking coffee around a fire, <laughs> campfire. That was over 100 years ago, and they're sitting there, and they go, Hey, George, let's go in business together. All right? To all three of us, let's go in business. Okay. What kind of business? Well, we got to pick something where there's no shortage of people needing it. And it's got to be something that's going to make us a lot of money. Hey, you know what we got a lot of is rotten kids. That school down there is beating them. Yeah, but... <laughs> Let's start making some high-quality paddles. Let's get a high-quality beating stick. <laughs> Good Lord. That's it. And then they found out that the, the, the guys down there at the uh, at the shop class were copying their paddles, and they got a cease and desist order. <laughs> <laughs> the paddle tramps from Lubbock, Texas, would like you to stop making paddles like theirs. And if you think we're joking, we're not. I, I, I Googled it just to see if they're still in business, knowing they're probably – they are. They are still in business. What do they make now? A boat oars. No boat oars. Oars for boats. About the same thing. If I ain't nothing but a short handled oar. That's yeah. it. And they're making yeah. boat oars. And like if you see these universities and these uh, sororities and fraternities and you see yeah. them, that, that they're making those now. <laughs> I got a brand new name. What? I got a brand new name for them. What? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it. What? I, instead of the paddle tramps, because they come up with it back in your cowboy days, right? Right. So, do you think there was a branch of them that was maybe been a naval officer, and he come up with where the oar whores? <laughs> got the paddle tramp and oar whores. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, I have failed. I have failed, and this is, we apologize. Uh, so y'all four episodes hey, deep. Y'all know I'm gonna say it. Okay. It, it comes to the point where this is where we just know that half of y'all are out there going, "What he say?" <laughs> there ain't no subtitles. <laughs> This podcast with subtitles. <laughs> Maybe they ought to put the Morse code on there. Divorce. Morse, not divorce. He said divorce. Divorce. I think he meant T H E M O R S E. The Morse. I was like, who's Demorse? That fella that makes stuff go. How'd it go? Like. I wonder how many times he'd do it if we just kept asking. How'd it go? I ain't doing it no more. Apparently three was the limit. We just needed a camp. We just figured out the limit. Oh, oh the worst. <laughs> well, at least we ain't paddling you. That's right. Now, I remember I had a science teacher in the seventh grade, Mrs. Ball. She weighed probably 95 pounds. And I mouthed off in her class. And she... Uh, she used a chain. She No, she Ball got to chain. paddle. She got to paddle, but I... 
of course she she took a run and start trying to get something going you know with that little bitty body and i was a big old boy already in seventh grade and she hit me and i laughed oh no Uh uh-huh so then she took me down to see the principal (laughs) he was a big old boy i didn't laugh no more (laughs) she was the one did i don't know why a science teacher was doing this but she did it she said uh we need to do the um, teach you guys the name game. Billy, Billy, Bo, Billy, Banana, Fana, Fo, Philly, Me, My, Mo, Millie, Billy. So she's going around the room doing everybody. And she comes with my buddy, Chuck McKinney. Chuck, Chuck's with a band out of Nashville now called Meat Banana. But Chuck's a heck of a musician. But back then, she goes, okay, let's do Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, Bo, Bat, Banana, Fana, Fo. And that's when it 30, and, oh no, she hollered it and 37th graders lost their ever-loving minds because the teacher had just dropped the F-bomb. Kind of like I'm trying to do when you tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> we, you told me, yeah, we was giggling like a bunch of biggins who just heard a joke that they shouldn't have said. Oh, man, that was funny. And she that she she turned blood red and, and it just slinked out of the class and was gone for about 20 minutes. I think I got y'all on the paddling situation nah. in school, though. All right. Mama's mom and daddy, my pa and granny butler, was the janitors of our school. So Uh-oh. every time I got a paddling, they knew about it. Paul Butler usually whooped me while we was there, and then called mama <laughs> and told mama about it. And then of course mama would tell daddy, and it happened again. So I got a, a, a four a, a day. Yeah, I got a buy one get two free. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't no good. That ain't no good. That's that's the bad thing about it. You know, I I told that to a boy one time, but. Uh, this old boy from Ohio who was, uh, uh, I knew through, uh, it was related to somebody I knew, but anyway, we, uh, uh, I was trying to get him, get him into karate classes and uh, they said, oh, well, they don't want him to take karate because they're afraid he's, he'll hit his mother. And I said, well, why in the world would he hit his mother? And they said, well, he's done it a couple times before. Huh. They were living down here. I told, I pulled the boy aside. I said, listen, son, I heard you hit your mama. He said, you're true. I said, well, let me, I don't know how you do things in Ohio, but let me tell you how we do it here in Tennessee. I said, if I ever hear you hit your mom again, they'll never find you. He said, yes, sir. Last I heard that boy was in the seminary. <laughs> I told him, I said, if I'd ever hit my mother, first of all, my mother's a cowgirl from Texas. She'd have whooped the snot out of me herself. Then daddy would have whooped me. Then my brother would have whooped me. And by that time, mama would have had her second win and I'd have got another one. That would never cross my mind. Wouldn't, exactly. It wouldn't I even have... ever cross my mind. Well, it's time for a sponsor break. This show, uh, this episode brought to you by Paddle Tramps from Lubbock, Texas. (laughs) Come see what's new at Timmy Wood. Friends, throw the youngins in the truck and bring them down to the Smoky Mountains' newest tourist attraction, Timmy Wood's Splatter Country. Is your Smoky Mountain vacation causing you to go broke? Are you tired of the sanitary, safe, and carcinogen-free attractions like everywhere else? Why pay more when you can pay me? Splatter Country is the answer. Nestled in the somewhat environmentally questionable Timmy Woods theme park, we have built the Smokies' cheapest and possibly deadliest tourist attraction. Just look at what there is to do here. The Wave Cave. Raccoon Lagoon. The Nauseator and the Danger Plunger. And for the youngins, there's the Drool Pool. Splatter Country is now nearly 75% contamination free. 
So buy your tickets now for Splatter Country. Buy now and get a deluxe Splatter Country t-shirt. It's not free, but it costs more than you think. So bring along a snorkel and a bottle of Emodium. Jump on in. Buy your tickets now. Operators are standing by. Come on down before the health department does. Not recommended for anyone of any age, period. Any resemblance between Timmy Wood and any other real place is purely coincidental and a crying shame. And we're back. Hey. If you did not hear an actual ad there, that means we don't have any sponsors. If you did hear an actual ad there, well, please. You You're know. as surprised as we are. <laughs> And please uh, give our sponsors a, a look and buy some stuff from them and let them know that you heard about them on the Hillbillies, uh, Three Hillbillies on the Couch. So. Oh. <laughs> hey, we was talking about uh, the pilots that beat us, I was telling you about Paul Butler being the janitor there. And in the boiler room was his little office, you know. Sure. Partner to it. And uh, Paul would sit out there, and his favorite thing was hoop cheese and crackers. He'd get that big old red hoop of cheese, you know, there in a – we go in there, and he'd cut us off a slab of that cheese, and he'd let you stand there and eat on it. He'd give you a couple of crackers eating on it. Now, my pa had his fingers. This would cut off here like he had an angle from steel. He reached and put his hand on a piece of steel, keeping killing his brother on the press on there, and it chopped his fingers off. For some reason, they was like a pair of ice grips. So, and Paul would let you stand there and eat cheese and crackers, and he'd reach up and grab you like that. And pinch them two fingers together and twist and holler, whistle or lose it. You ever tried to whistle with a mouthful of cheese and crackers? He's <laughs> 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 got his claw on you. Yeah. Yeah. He put that thing on you. See, you we, know, we, we had this uh, football coach. He had these big arms like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Used to. <laughs> anyway, the thing about him was, I mean, he was cut. I mean, he worked out in the gym all day long, but he taught health class. And the neat thing about him as a football coach is he had a voice like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to take football practice with him because we'd be out there working. Hustle, hustle, hustle. And, you know, we're just in the huddle. Here. Call that play right now. Oh, yes, sir, coach. We're all snickering laughing. Eventually, we got used to his voice, you know. Run, run, run. You know, well, we had him for health class, and the class was right before lunch. And now he had us in a trailer across the parking lot from the school. And then the school's where the cafeteria was. And we'd class was right before the cafeteria. When that bell rung, we'd hightail it. We'd run as fast as we can across that parking lot. We'd always be last in line because we had that distance to go. That'd leave us about six, seven minutes to eat. Well, he felt sorry for us. About two days a week, he'd wait till about 10 minutes. And we didn't know which days it was going to be. But he'd look at his watch and about 10 minutes till time for the bell, he'd go, and everybody just tear out that door, just fly as hard as they can. And we didn't know which day he was going to do it. He goes, lunch! They just tear across that and we'd get there first in line. And then we appreciate him doing that. We're sitting there one day and I'm looking around and it's about 15 minutes till and things run through my head. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and, and I'm watching everybody get their pencils and pens and books together. And they're grabbing them all, and they're staring at that fire door they're going to leap out of as soon as he goes lunch, as loud as he can. And I noticed every one of them staring at that door, just on go. They're ready to sprint now. And it went through my head, and I grabbed a piece of paper. I wadded it up, and I got out of my desk, and I walked up to the coach's table there, and I set it there and dropped it in that trash can. He looked at me, and I looked at him, and I smiled real big. And he turned that head sideways like, <laughs> 
what? <laughs> like the RCA dog. <laughs> yeah, he looked at me like, what are you smiling about? And I went, lunch! And they all tore ah! out that door. <laughs> they all tore out that door running. He raised that window going, where do you think you're going? Get back in here. Where do you think you're going? Get back in here. Only half of them came back. Oh, I was so proud of myself. He went, <laughs> everybody go to lunch except for you. <laughs> he bent me over that desk and he took that paddle. And I'm telling you, that's the worst paddle I ever took in my life. He beat me. I mean, I, I had tears in my eyes. I mean, he wore me out. He said, so help me if you ever yell lunch one more time. Just say lunch one more time. I'm going to give you two extra licks. Well, I went home and I'm telling you, my hind end was swollen. I had to unbutton the top button. I mean, that's swollen like a basketball. It's yellow, orange, purple, blue. It's all kinds of colors back there. Like I, a rainbow. I, listen, I couldn't sit in a tub. I was in bad shape. barely walking. I was hurting. All I kept hearing all night in my sleep was, Don't you ever yell lunch again. I'll give you two extra licks. I knew I couldn't live through that. Well, the next day, <laughs> sitting in that class, about 15 minutes till I've done fine till then, it goes through my head. <laughs> I said, oh, no, I'm talking, I'm at war. I'm, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I kept hearing, whatever you do, don't you yell lunch again? And I'd break out in a sweat. And if you know me, I'm just like, I can't live myself if I don't do it. And I see these people, these kids, they're grabbing them pencils and pens and their books and tucking them in their arm like a football. They're staring at that fire door. And I'm looking at the coach and I'm like, I can't do it. And it's getting about 10 minutes till I can't do it. I can't. And all I kept hearing is, don't you say lunch, I'll give you two extra licks. I squint my eyes, I grip my teeth, and he goes, lunch! They tear out that door and I go, where do you think you're going? Get back in here! (laughs) 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 They they all turn around, run back, and sit back down. (laughs) Steam's coming out of his ears, he's red as a baby. He goes, everybody get out of here except for you! I get up there and he lets them all leave and I go, Coach, I didn't. We had a deal. I didn't say lunch. You told me not to say lunch. I didn't say lunch one time. I didn't say lunch. Did I say lunch? I didn't say lunch. We and you got a deal. Come on, Coach. And he bent me over that desk and he's and I said, Coach, come on. That's that's funny, Coach. Yeah, that's right there, funny. <laughs> he waited till everybody left and he tapped me on the shoulder with that paddle. He went, Yeah, that's pretty funny. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo. I was like, woo, yeah. <laughs> Where do you think you're going? Get back in here. Uh, you, you talking about your granddaddy missing fingers made me think about my shop teacher in middle school was missing three of his fingers, or two of his fingers, missing the pinky finger and the ring finger on one hand. Same kind of thing, lost it in the press. And we called, this was right when E.T. had come out, we called him E.T. because he looked like E.T. with just them three fingers. And uh, oh, he had a real good sense of humor about it, you know. And uh, he would always say, you know, this is shop class. Yes, I'm missing fingers. You're going to learn to do as I say, not as I do, you know. And uh, and I, a couple of years after, I was, I was in high school or maybe just graduated, and I happened to meet somebody who worked at that school, and I asked them how everybody was doing, oh, how so-and-so, how so-and-so. And I got around to him. I said, how's old E.T. doing? They said, well, you heard about his finger, didn't you? I said, no. He was giving a bandsaw demonstration a year or two after I left school. And he's doing the band song. He said, now, kids, it's real important that you never look up thump, and cut his middle finger off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now he was just, lo- lobster, now he was just lobster boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, ta-da! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, E.T., we watched it the other night. You said uh, phone home. You know, he don't say that. He don't say phone nope. home? He says home phone. He points and goes home phone. It's one of those things like Luke, I'm your yep. father. Darth Vader never said that. That's what I home phone. And then in watching, oh. I figured out something else, too. Do y'all know what E.T. is short for? Extraterrestrial. Yeah. No, it's because he got them little legs about that long. See it? 
I told him short for. <laughs> what is short for? Uh, He's short for because he can't even be legs. Yeah, yeah legs. <laughs> Folks, you're going to have to listen to this part of the podcast about <laughs> three or four times before most of you get that joke. Right oh. by me again. <laughs> What's he short for? Because he's got them little big legs. Yeah, because he's got them little big legs. <laughs> That's why he's short. Oh, my So he doesn't goodness. go phone home? No, he points and goes home phone. Why did he say phone home? He didn't. He don't. You just, so say, you just think way. he said you it. You just think it. That's like he said, that Luke, I'm your father, that does not exist. He says, no, I am your father. Yeah. He doesn't say Luke. He doesn't say Luke, I'm your Luke. father. He says, no, I am your so father. So it's kind of like when I say it's a fact of my hand up and somebody turns around and says, with the back of my hand, and I never said that. No. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Somebody said that the other day. With the back of my hand. I said, yeah. no, it's. And I'm like. It's a fact. It's a fact with my hand up. Right. Said. Yeah, with the back of my hand. No. What are you talking about? Yeah, really. Somebody <laughs> said that the other day. We was talking, they said, with the back of my hand. I'm like. No, that's that's not. I had a woman. I've known on. that man for years. I didn't want he said. It's a fact uh, with yeah. my hand up. Yeah, yeah. With, with the back of your hand. No, no. I had a woman on the bus the other day, and she and I says, "Anybody ever been on the Redneck Comedy Bus Tour before?" <clears throat> and this woman raised her hand. I said, "In Nashville or up here?" She said, "Up here." Back in October of last year, I, was up here. I said, "Oh," I said, "Who was your tour guide?" And she said, "Oh, um, it was." Um, it's a fact with my hand up. I said, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rode boo-boo's bus a couple weeks ago, and if he says that's a fact with my hand you up take once, it to the bus. he right. says it at least 20 times. But right. It's because all of his stories are so crazy, like, just like Biggins. He's got to give an oath because people think he's making this crap <laughs> up, and true. he's not. It's all true stories. Now, I'm not against making things up, but right. if I say it's a fact with my hand up, <laughs> It's a fact with my hand. <laughs> That's right, because you never let the truth get in the way of a good story. That's, That's right. Up. Well, it's time for another break from our word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. And this week we're sponsoring our own podcast. It is uh, me and Biggins. We're going to be, where are we going to be? We're going to be at the Hillbilly Winter Jam over in Maggie Valley. That's right. Maggie Valley, yeah. North Carolina. That's uh uh, Friday and Saturday, the 26th and 27th of February, 2021. Yep. We're going to be doing a personal appearances there. We're going to be, uh, we'll have some merchandise to sell. We'll have some autographing stuff and we're just going to be there to meet you and take pictures with you. And so if you're in the Western North Carolina or East Tennessee, take a trip over to Maggie Valley this Friday and Saturday and come meet Biggins and, and, uh, Buford. They won't get to meet Boo Boo. He's got to stay home and do the hill, the uh, Hillbilly Bus Tour, the Redneck Bus Tour. So, but we're going to have some fun, ain't we? Shoot, yeah. I mean, me and you over there. And a lot of other folks. Who else is going to be there? Oh, man. Uh, a lot of the moonshiners are going to be there. The master distillers are going to be there. We'll have, uh, I know for sure, uh, Travis Shipley, Jared Leon Henry. Uh, I think Dustin's going to be over there. Uh, Mark and Digger. There. All right. Who else? Did you, you said some wrestlers were going to be there or something. Uh, no, not that. Oh, that's right. the other one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, other yeah, we got some other personal appearances yeah. coming up later this year. Yeah. But y'all come and see us. We'd love to see you this. Uh, that's Friday and Saturday, the 26th and 27th of February, 2021. Yeah. And we're back. All yeah. right. <laughs> so now I had to mention something. I got to go back a little ways. Something you said in the story you were talking about your grandfather, talking about that hoop cheese. Oh, yeah. Biggins is always I I like and we had I mean Boo Boo this morning and I had a conversation and I was complaining about 
somebody online that does a lot of videos that is real popular, but he's got a real weird voice. And I have a hard time listening to him because of this weird way he talks while he's doing his videos. And uh, I won't call him out, but I just, you know. But his initials are. <laughs> but Boo Boo says, but whose videos are you talking about right now? And I said, uh, well, that would be his, I guess, you know. And uh, he said, yeah, there you go. So uh, sometimes being weird or doing something crazy is what gets you talked about. Well, uh, you said that about the hoop cheese. I uh, was uh, in a, a Cherokee, North Carolina, a few years ago, and I'm driving down the road, and I see this sign that says rat cheese. On what? the side, Yeah, a sign on a chop rat. said rat cheese. Hey. And I said, I don't know that I want to eat any rat cheese, but I definitely want to know what in the world that is. So I pulled over. It was hoop cheese. They had cut yeah. into squares, and it looks like what a rat eats in a cartoon. Oh, rat and that's cheese. why they called it rat cheese, because it was just a wheel of cheddar that they had cut into wedges. But it got me to pull over. It and you know what I bought? Like, I bought cheese. me some rat cheese. Don't say is it wrong. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's Dude, a, you're sitting there nodding your head. Rat yeah. Cheese. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. they got this place down here uh, called Goats on a Roof. And I passed it for a couple of years, and them goats up there on the roof. And I finally yeah. pulled in there, and I walked right up to the counter. I bypassed everybody, went straight to the manager. I said, all right, what's the deal? He said, what do you mean? I said, what's the deal with these goats on the roof? He looks at me, he said, you're standing here, aren't you? Exactly right. Uh, Couldn't argue with that. That's exactly right. <laughs> Same thing with us, I guess. You know, people watch one of our videos, and they're like, what in the world are these boys doing? Well, I got to see the rest of this. And they like it. So hopefully you we're... You'd be like, man, these guys are crazy. Yeah. I don't believe half the stories they're telling, but you're listening. <laughs> Fact on my hand. Though. We appreciate it. Yeah. Even in the comments, you get to read. The no, convent. No, the comments. Oh. Not where the nuns is, but where people's writing stuff on there. And you can read in them, and there's folks that didn't understand what I said for three videos, but then finally ciphered it out by the fourth or fifth one. But we got them to stay for five. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And after you listen to Biggins a while, you start to learn how to speak that language he speaks. Yeah. Which you're speaking the Queen's English. That's the way the Queen used to speak yeah. this is hundreds of years ago. Appalachian American. Yeah. A- Appal- Appalachian American. You know, uh, the, uh, you know the Appalachia is named after people that didn't even live here? Uh-uh. Yeah. Really? When the Spaniards first got to Florida, they found an indigenous tribe there that was called the Appalachia people. And so they referred to the area as Appalachia. And then pretty soon as they started expanding into the woods, the whole area became known as Appalachia. And when they got up here to the mountains, well, these were the Appalachian Mountains. But they were named after the Appalachia people of Florida who never lived up here. Huh. Uh, you, ever had, uh, you ever been down there to uh, their bottling plant? They got the town named after it down there? Appalachicola? Yeah. Yeah, that's where they make that. That's where the Appalachia people made their cola. Yeah. So there's a tribe of people called Appalachia. Mm-hmm. They, they. It's us. Yeah. <laughs> there was. No, there was. Yeah. I don't know if there is. I don't know yeah, if there's there really still. Is. I don't know if there's still know are. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know that? No, I'm not tasting I don't know if there's any of them left, but I do know that they, that there was a, a, an indigenous tribe. So kind of like or, Indians when yeah, those, were, those yeah. people thought we was, they was in India, but they weren't. They was in Appalachia. What do you mean? Talking about when Columbus thought he was in India. That's what they said. They're Indians. They used the word Indians. They thought they were in India. That's why they're called Indians. Yeah, I've heard that, but I also really? heard, yeah, but I also heard yeah. that uh, um, uh, George Carlin said in one of his books that that what uh, he, he wrote, uh, he was writing about the indigenous tribes and what their real names are and how we shouldn't call them Indians or whatever, just call them by 
whatever their tribe name is. But he said uh, a lot of people say that Christopher Columbus thought he was in India, and that's why he called the people Indians. He said that's actually not true. He said that, and this is according to George Carlin, maybe right, maybe not, but uh, he was a pretty smart man. He was probably doing his research. He said that that Columbus wrote in his um, diary, said when we arrived, we found una gente in Dios, a people in God. In other words, people living in the natural state that God created us. And so that's where the word indios came from was birthday state. A people in yeah, a people living in, in a, a primitive state. And so it wasn't that he thought he was in India, it was that he called him una gente in Dios, a people in God. Now, if that's true or not, I don't know, but it's an interesting story. Yeah, you know, I was listening to Mike Rose's podcast. I, I'll go with it. Mike Rose's got a great podcast called The Way I Heard It. And he tells stories <coughs> kind of like uh, Paul Harvey used to tell. And at the end of them, instead of saying, now you know the rest, rest of, of the story, story he yeah. says, anyway, that's the way I heard it. And um, and he was doing an episode just recently about off by a couple of trillion. And he, he's a, he does a show on uh, the Science Channel called uh, How the Universe Works. And they had done an episode where they talked about how uh, scientists believe there are two, uh, 800 billion uh, planets, uh, 800, excuse me, 800 billion galaxies in the known universe. But then he said about two years after they recorded that, they discovered that there was actually two trillion universes, or galaxies in the known universe. And he said, so he said, we had said it with all certainty. Scientists all over the world had said it with all certainty that it was 800 billion. And now it turns out it was two trillion. He said, they were only off by a trillion and a half, you know, <laughs> And he said, and and now they've got new data from a telescope that's just outside of our solar system, and they've come back and said, now it's closer to just three or four, five hundred billion. So now they were off by a couple trillion again. He said, being certain and 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 being right are two completely different things. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> I, wow. So, it's like I was certain that girl was over 18 years old. All right, now. <laughs> Time for the biggest beat. <laughs> you were certain. I was certain. <laughs> oh, well, I can I, tell you the number of things I was certain about. I was this. not right. <laughs> I was not right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, you know, I've never had any run-ins with the law. Knock on wood. Come in. <laughs> I went to knock on wood, and I just thought of three times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've come close, and there was a couple of times I probably should have been, but... Uh, no but, worry, I've had enough run-ins. I know, you've had enough run-ins for, for everybody. I picked up your slack. <laughs> I up the slack. I got pulled over one night because the officer thought that I was drunk. I was not. And uh, he uh, he claimed that I had pulled... The First of all, he claimed I'd thrown a beer can out the car. And I said, well, let's drive back there and find it. And you can fingerprint it and fingerprint me because it ain't mine. I ain't never, I hadn't touched a beer can. And uh, he said, uh, well, I saw you throw it out the window. I said, again, let's go back there and find it. I'll dig in the ditches and find it for you. And then you can pull it out and put it in an evidence bag because I didn't throw a beer can out. And uh, then he said, uh, well, you pulled past the white line back there at the red light. Well, they had just repaved that intersection and they hadn't painted a new line there yet. I said, let's go back here. Look, I don't believe there's a line there. But the funniest part of it was he had pulled me over. I was at my mailbox. And he said, well, where do you live? I said, right here. He said, I mean, where's your home? I said, this is my mailbox. Look at my driver's license. See that? There's the address. There's the address on the box. This is my house. 
and he made me do a sobriety test right there in front of my house, which I passed with flying colors because I wasn't drunk, you know? And uh, he kept saying, well, I think you're drunker than you say you are. And I'm like, I'm not drunk. And he said, well, I, I just really feel like you. And I said, well, I'm home. I said, you've escorted me home. So, And finally, after about 20 minutes standing there on the side of the road, having to stand on one foot and walk a line and all kinds of silliness, he finally said, well, since you're home, I'm going to let you go. I'm like, well, thanks, since I'm not drunk. You know, I didn't do any of the things you said I did. So after he got good and going, you went back and picked your cans up? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to leave him laying around. <laughs> Look, I got whooped by the police so hard one time, I apologized to them for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, you boys. Well, run that by me again. Run that by me. Okay, just... and that wasn't me. They was hunting. And we, my wife worked at a bar, and we lived a block and a half, two blocks from it. She goes to work one evening. I'm working on a motorcycle in the living room. I got it sitting up on blocks. And I tell her, I said, well, I'll be down there after a while. I about got this thing done. How many of y'all can sure. tell a story where you had a motorcycle up on blocks in your uh, living room? Not many, I bet. <laughs> well, she takes the car, goes down there to work. That night, I didn't get it all wired up, Mom, but I'm going to walk down there to the bar. And I let out walk, and I come to an intersection, and I look up because I hear screeching tars. The police slide right up beside me, jump out, whoop me so bad. I don't even, I'm like, hey, y'all. <laughs> Hog tie me. A handcuff behind my back, feet up like this right here. Two of them pick me up, throw me head first in the floorboard down there, and I'm laying there going, hey, uh, uh, what, what's going on? <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm bleeding out my ear and everything else. I mean, they whooped the tar out of me. Then you hear them over the radio. Behind the bar, my wife works at down here. The other cops, you can hear them on there. We got him. He's down here behind the bar. We got him. The guy they're hunting for is six foot, three inches tall, weighs 175 pounds, wearing a leather jacket. That does not describe you. Describe I'm biggest. five foot ten, weighed 340 pounds, and had on a camouflage jacket walking down there. They whooped the tar out of me. Then they, they, he pulls up to the bar right there, and they, all get, and they get the other guy, put him in. They come back to the car, open the door, and look in and go, where are you going to? I'm like, right here's good. Here, this is fine right here. Uh, man, I sure am sorry about y'all having to do all this. Y'all want to come in, I'll buy you a beer or something. <laughs> they turned me loose right here. They turned me loose and let me go in the bar. They said, we're sorry about that. You will not be out on the roads this time of night. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. You know what that is. Now, now, this is honest truth. You know, Boo-Boo's pretty clean-cut looking feller. It's profiling is exactly what it is. They profiled they, you. They profiled you because you look like a tough customer. Yeah. And you look like the guy that might have caused that kind of trouble. And let's yeah. be honest, have caused that kind of trouble in the past. Yeah. But you didn't that time. But they profiled you. They went, yeah. hey, he's 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 the he's the guy. He's wearing camouflage. He must yeah. be the guy. And that's a lot like you tell about the police brutality and stuff and the things that's went on. A lot of that has to do with the attitude of the person. I have had the tar beat out of me by the police, and I deserved it. Now, that time I didn't. Now, that, but I bet you're under arrest. Not today, I ain't. I'm like, well, you didn't Wrong come. Answer. Yeah. I'm like, no, not today, I'm not. So I went and, and get whooped. But I have said yes, sir, and no, sir, and been put in the car and took to jail and got mail. But you know uh, what? Now, this kind of brings the whole conversation full circle uh, back to what we was talking about at the beginning with paddlings. Because my daddy said his father used to whoop them with a razor strop. 
Oh, yes, yeah. my grandpa. Oh, Lord of mercy. <laughs> like sandpaper on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard at all to take yeah. a hide off of you. But he said that every once in a while, his, there was four boys, my daddy and his three brothers. He said every once in a while, his daddy would come in and just whoop a snot out of one of them. And they'd cry, what was that for? Because you got away with something yeah. that you uh-huh. needed a whooping for and you didn't get it. Uh-huh. And daddy said the worst part of it was he was right. Yeah. So that was just one of your whoopings that you yeah, deserved. You deserved it for something you got away yeah. with. But okay. isn't that something? Well, we've covered a lot of ground today and <laughs> and explained why all three of us have got callous backsides. Yeah. <laughs> and and poor Biggins has got calluses on his head from all the the billy clubs over the years. And rash on his wrist. But uh, we sure appreciate y'all tuning in today and listening to the three hillbillies on a couch. If you have not already done so, please subscribe. Uh, listen to us here every week, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we'll have another episode for you next week. And uh, we, uh, if you haven't already followed the holler on uh, social media, please do. Hillbillies in the holler. And then there's also Moonshiner's Life and Meet Buford. We're the same uh, names on all the social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening, taking time away from your busy schedule of making your own podcast and listening to the last three knuckleheads to get a podcast. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. I'm Begging. Be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiner's Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.